Hey everyone, welcome back to the Potter's House. Uh, I'm your host, Marcus Ionescu, and this is the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. So today I'm joined by another very special guest. Um, we actually just met like two hours ago, but I'm here with uh, Philip Jankic. Uh, he goes by Phil. And uh, Phil, how's it going today, man? It's pretty good, Marcus. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm thankful to be here uh, doing this, and I'm really grateful for you uh, just giving your input on, on this topic we're going to dis- discuss today. Amen. I thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. So today what we're going to do, um, before we get started, before we dive into our weekly topic, uh, Phil, why don't you tell us just a brief little bio about yourself? I know we're going to get more in depth as we go later in the episode, but just something quick so in case people uh, who are listening don't know you. Well, man, uh, I grew up in Chicago. Uh, my parents uh, met in Chicago. They're both immigrants from Romania. Um, that is pretty much what set the foundation for my life growing up in that place. But uh, I eventually moved to North Carolina um, and then it was formed formally there as far as my talents. Um, but I have a background in the arts. I uh, always thought I was going to be an artist from a very young age, uh, was showing signs of uh, creativity and talent. Uh, my parents capitalized on that, and that kind of set down uh, me down a path to where I eventually ended up, where I could honestly say today, uh, the Lord used uh, some things from that path, some things He had to close, but um, I, be- I believe that gave me a story that uh, I'm trying to get out to other people as far as the influence of uh, certain things in our lives. That's great, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what our topic's going to be about, about how... Well, we're going to talk about the origins and the effects that secular media has on Christians today, especially on young Christians, and uh, that's something that you've um, have firsthand experience on. Uh, definitely in you know in the development stages from an early age, you got to see and experience how that life was and how that affected you uh, in your walk with the yeah. Lord in your Christian life. So, right. uh, you know, today I'm just going to give you the reins, man, and uh, you know I'll chime in every so often, maybe give some direction here and there, but I want you to. You know, go ahead and start from the beginning, and uh, we'll talk about this subject. Yeah, man. Well, uh, my background's uh, kind of all over the place in a way. Um, so on my mom's side, she uh, comes from a family of musicians um, and dancers. My grandparents on uh, her side actually met on the dance floor. Uh, they uh, fell in love. They were uh, Orthodox. They kind of came over to Pentecostalism. Had some kids that were really, um, really, really talented as well as musically. On the West Coast, I hear Nilo Gabor is kind of a thing. He's actually my uncle, so I don't know if some some of you have ever heard of him. What part of what um, part of the West Coast? Sacramento. Sacramento. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. I haven't, but in what re- talent, like big thing in what regard? What do you mean in in music or in music? He in plays music. accordion. He plays all that old Romanian music that I'm not really into, but apparently some people are, can't get enough of it. So if you guys are listening out there, you definitely got to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on my dad's side, um, he comes from a, a family of like artists and sculptors. Um, my dad's dad always worked with his hands. He, my dad got that from him. Uh, my dad's dad used to create actually like theater setups for a university. So he was like creating all those things that go in the background that people would, would, would have to see on a play. Um, so they, they came together and then I came to be at some point. Um, and, uh, I grew up in Chicago, like I was saying, in a Christian family. And, uh, from a very young age, I was showing signs of, uh, talent and my parents, uh, saw that. So, they threw me in uh, music lessons. I learned piano, guitar. I, I have dabbled in all kinds of other instruments. I was playing trombone at some point. I've played cello. 
Um, I've played bass. The only thing I really haven't done is drums, but my brother pretty much always took care of that, so we never had a problem. Um, but I've played in bands. I've, I've, I've done a lot of that. But when I was about the fourth or the fifth grade, um, my my a teacher of mine uh, actually called my parents, and she's like, you know, your son has a, has a talent in this that's uh, a little bit higher than the average person. You might want to consider putting him in uh, something else a little a little more substantial uh, just to kind of feel that out, which surprises me that my parents even did this, but they actually put me in an art school starting at around the age of eight or nine um, to be classically trained in the arts. So um, every weekend or, or whoever, whatever chance we get, I would uh, I would go to this art school and I was actually classically trained. I, I started with charcoals. I moved up to pastels. Uh, we did watercoloring. Water and uh, by the age of 12, I was oil painting in a, in a classical style. So I was learning about all the great the greats, the artists from, from a very young age. And uh, by the time I hit high school, I was certain I was going to be an artist. Um, you know, that was just kind of the way things were going for me. Um, and it was about the time I hit high school that I, I found an artistic mentor. Um, she was uh, a lot older than me. She had done great works throughout her life. And she started kind of teaching me how to listen to your muse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's um, that creative force, that creative uh, inspiration to hear that voice that tells you as far as like what to create. And it was, uh, it was that, that point that art had crossed the line of just being pictures for me, but being meaning conveyed through a medium. And uh, I was about the age of 16 when uh, she, you know, I'm learning all this stuff. And I began to really change the way I, I saw art. Um, it, 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 started to be, it, started, it stopped being pretty things. It stopped being just pretty sounds and music. And it started being uh, ways to convey a message. And, um, you know, all through this time, I'm... Uh, growing up in a Christian home, but it was also about this time that I began to stray from the Lord. Um, you know, I, I, I took up skateboarding. I became obsessed with it. I mean, just as a, a sort of caveat, uh, uh, you know, I see skateboarders as uh, uh, being very creative people just by nature uh, because you can't really be a good skateboarder. And if anyone's listening that, you know, used to skateboarder still does, uh, you get it. You have to see the, the world through a certain lens. Mm -hmm. And uh, unless you have the ability to do that, you're just not going to be a good skateboarder. So you have to have the ability to see the world creatively, but you also have to be able to take great risks for absolutely no reason other than you really enjoy doing it. And if those are, is that, if that's a Venn diagram, then that middle you know, place where the two circles meet mm -hmm. is where you find skateboarders. And I, uh, I, I fit into that very neatly. And uh, so I got caught up in, in uh, the skateboarding scene in Chicago, and uh, I got influenced to a lot of different people. Um, a lot of different other creatives, uh, people that were heavily into the occult, uh, very abusive people, drug addicts. And uh, by 16, 17, I was, uh, I was going to parties. I was chasing girls. And um, my art started becoming more graffiti. I uh, started, started, started breaking into places just because I was trying to get a message out. I was just angry at the world. I was angry at uh, different things. And I felt like it was my responsibility as an artist to get out there and to make a difference that way. I really saw it as a calling more than anything uh, to get the message out of the corruption of the world in a way that uh, other people would get to. And I began influencing people. Um, I moved to North Carolina and uh, I stopped skateboarding, but I continued doing my art. And uh, I, I began getting anyone on board with my message. I hate to say it like I was evangelizing, but anyone that I saw that had talent, I would, I would get them on board with me, and we would just go out and break into places and spray paint messages and get our names out, um, which is so funny because now when I, now, now looking back on it, I see that uh, it, it so resembles evangelism. Yeah. You know? 
um, you pick a name and then you're trying to get that name famous. Um, and now I see it as like Jesus is that name. And, uh, you know, I've consistently seen in my walk with the Lord that all those old habits, if I could call them, that those old skills have re- been repurposed for the gospel. And I just, I never saw it that way. So, like I said, I went to North Carolina with my family. Um, we, uh, um, you know, we just were trying to get away from that cold weather, man. It got, it got, it was just, it's terrible up there in the north. And um, I, I was pulled away from all that bad influence, but then, you know, I still, I still wanted to hold on to me. So um, I would still do my art, and it was in this time that I really took what I had learned from that mentor, and I, I really began if I, the closest thing I can call to meditation, um, trying to hear the voice again, you know, uh, that creative muse. And um, during high school in North Carolina, I was winning art awards. I would just sit down, and I'd get real quiet, and um, certain things would just come to me. It's twisted stuff, man. I mean, just stuff people would have to come to me after, like, where on earth did you come up with that? And I tell them, like, I, I could not tell you. You know, I'd have this process where I'd get real quiet and uh, I would listen and uh, I would, things would just come to me. You know, things I, I knew it wasn't me, if I'm honest. Like, I would, I would I'd really have to stop and think about it. And I'm like, that, I have no idea how I knew that or did that. And um, so I got caught all up in that. And um, it was about that time when I was uh, 17, uh, 18, 19, that uh, I was so empty. You know, like I was just... It was, it, it, I was putting all kinds of influences on in my life to raise the awareness of that voice. You know, uh, I was listening to inspirations from music and movies and, and anything I could find online. I was reading books and articles and stuff that I was bent. If I'm honest, now looking back, it was twisted stuff. But I was doing it because I was thinking that it would, it would help me in my creative pursuits. Uh, but, man, it brought me down a path of just being so empty uh, and stuff that... Um, now looking back, man, I'm just like, I'm just so thankful the Lord brought me away from it because I honestly don't know where I would have ended up if I hadn't, um, if he hadn't saved me from it. Um, you know, it, it's the kind of stuff that just keeps your mouth shut and it just gets, it just takes you to dark places in your mind. And I know some people understand that anxiety, depression, and it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a silent killer, but the Lord saved me from that, man. Um, he began to to speak to me through other people, through pastors, and I got baptized in 19. Um, and uh, I I felt the Lord was telling me to stop all that. And I saw how all that was an idol. It was all kind of a coping mechanism for what I was dealing with. So um, he told me to stop all of it. So I stopped drawing, I stopped making music, and I was just like, okay, God, like, whatever you want, I'm in. And um, so I, I stopped it. And uh, it's real funny, because um, at the time I only had a classical guitar, and the Lord literally gave me a guitar, and uh, he he gave me the opportunity to start leading worship when I was 20, um, and so I did that for five years, and while the, all the time that I'm leading worship, um, you know, I would chip in words every mm-hmm. now and then because uh, that's kind of what you do when you lead worship. You kind of have to get everyone on the same page scripturally or spiritually, and um, my pastor saw that as I would speak. You know, he, he felt there was a certain grace over the things I would say, so he gave me more opportunities to speak. You know, they started small with just little encouragements from the pulpit. And that um, he started giving me, you know, little speaking blocks. And um, a couple of years in, you know, I'm, I'm doing like full sermons. And I'm, I'm like having no idea how I got to this place because it's not anything I ever wanted. I do not. I never consider myself a public speaker. But um, when I would ask the Lord if he wanted me to do it, I would just be like, okay, God, like, um, if this is what you want, then I'll do it. 
And what I think is very interesting is that when I would prepare for these sermons or even for the worship sets, I would, I would pray the Lord and I'd ask, okay, what, well, what do you want me to say? Or what exactly is the message you want your people to receive? Or what is something from your word that they have to hear? Or what is the song that we have to sing? And what I noticed is that that process of hearing the voice of the Lord was so similar to what I had been doing back when I was creating art. Or all that, you know, that inspirational process was was so similar. And, you know, he began to reveal to me that those places and those voices that we hear, if we don't have the foundation of truth, and if we don't have the Holy Spirit to guide us in discerning what voices we're hearing, we can be so deceived. And we can be hearing something and it not be the Lord, but if, because God's just not help us to guide us through that. So he began to show me that. And, you know, I, it's, it's just, it's so interesting to me how I went down that path that way. And, you know, he began to show me that a lot of the things in my life that I was holding on to was having influence in my life, not so much because of the physical object, but because of the heart ties behind those objects. And my desire for those objects would open up doors for the influence that created those things. Um, so I guess at this point, I'll probably describe like uh, what I believe is the um, origin of that secular material. You know, I feel like I had a kind of a front row seat. Yeah, especially in the early ages, right? Like yeah. when you first, you said you were like in third or fourth grade is when your parents kind of placed you in that program because you had a re- recommendation from a teacher saying that, hey, you know, your son is gifted. Um, he could really benefit from being in this program, you know, put him here. Is is that where you like you saw a lot of this, you know, this, I don't want to say like downward spi- spiral, but like this decline. Is that where it began, where you truly saw the inception point of that? Absolutely. I mean, I, I had always had my church friends, and uh, we were always doing things together. And, you know, my parents tried very hard to keep me, how should I say this, like uh, clean, you know, mm-hmm. to keep me away from worldly influence. But that opened up the door for a lot of things that was to come. And, uh, you know, in some ways it was good, some ways it was bad looking back on it, you know. But the God took what was good, and he, he cut off the bad, you know. At what point did you see a different side of yourself that you hadn't seen before? Man, I would have to say it was uh, a little bit after I began skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, skateboarding, it's, it's a solo sport, but you get caught up with people. It's, you know, like anything, you have to do it with other people. And as I began, you know, hanging out with this group of people that was skateboarding, um, I slowly began being pulled out of that biblical teaching I was brought up in. Um, and... It was, uh, it was through them that I got influenced to a lot of different things. Um, so I, I could probably say that it was, it, was, it was somewhere around that period. And so much was happening in that time. Um, at the same time, like I was really starting, I, I had gained that mentor, that artistic mentor uh, through that art, that art program. And uh, it was like everything just kind of funneled into that, narrowed into that time in my life. And I can confidently say if I had not moved away to North Carolina, I probably would have kept going down that path with those friends, which is really interesting because uh, I I, uh, I stopped talking to those friends, but I did eventually catch up with them 10 years later, which is, uh, I think was uh, 
very interesting. I, I believe God works in seasons and times. And mm-hmm. 10 years later, I caught up with these guys and I saw how some of them ended up in prison. Some of them were dead. Some of them were addicted to drugs. Some of them just disappeared off the map. And I would have just been another one of them if the Lord hadn't intervened, you know? And I mean, so many times we see in the word of God that, and it's mentioned in doctrinal letters and books that Paul wrote in the New Testament, but it's also mentioned in, you know, the words of wisdom in Proverbs and, and the, you know, Psalms of praise. It's mentioned multiple times that everything or a lot of what you turn out to be is depending on your environment. Hmm. It's depending on what company you have, who your friends are. And if, if they're not good, it, it usually ends uh, in a bad way. Um, and I think the the biggest contributing factor is which one is stronger in what they believe in. And you mentioned this earlier that when once you started getting into tagging, um, you, you you were like, you know, quote unquote, somewhat like pseudo evangelizing, right? Because you're trying to spread this message that you felt was you, you were leading at the time. I think in life, if you're not rooted in the word of God, if you're not, if you don't truly have faith in, in, in Jesus Christ and you're not strong in what you believe in, you're typically affected by that outside, uh, your, your outside setting, your outside environment. Um, even in like chemistry and in all sciences and thermodynamics, everything likes to go from high to low energy, right? And um, if you're not the one who's, you know, the high energy or the high concentration, I mean, you're the, you're the low concentration that's being dumped all those different things. Hmm. And if you're not rooted in the word of God, you're easily swayed. And, and like you were saying in your life, once you got invi- uh, sorry, involved with that skateboarding community, you saw that a lot of their morals, a lot of their beliefs were kind of being projected onto you and you started sure. ad- adapting it. Thank God you were able to you know, get out of that. And then, as you said, like 10 years later, you, you saw where you could have ended up in. Sure. Man, I take that a step further. Um, and, you know, I would say that, you know, the Bible says that we have self-control mm-hmm. right through the Holy Spirit. And if you do not have the Holy Spirit, I believe that there, your free will is constantly dictated by your flesh. In fact, the Paul says that you're a slave to your flesh and you cannot help but do what the flesh desires. And it's once you come to know the Lord and you are filled with the Holy Spirit that you're given the option of choice that when you're confronting with a certain voice or certain a certain drive you're given the choice now whether or not you're going to you're going to trust in the Lord's power you're going to run to him or whether or not you're going to go back and follow in your old habits or you're going to fall into the flesh and it, when I'm surrounded by these people you know they could not help themselves you know they were drawn to these things because they they really couldn't and uh, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord enough to know the difference between what voice to listen to I was being deceived, even though I believe I was saved from a very young age. You know, I, I, I'd known the Lord, I accepted him, but I was being deceived and led away from that. You know, I was being led astray from, from which voice to listen to because I just didn't know it. So, man, and you know, even more than that, I'd say that that voice is, that's behind it, that, that people are being driven by. It's, it's that spiritual influence behind them that's driving those people that, that causes them to do those things and they can't help it. That's why I feel like, you know, most people, they have those certain temptations that are unique to them because the influences that are causing those temptations are going to be doing that. You know, that Satan has a plan for you. He's got the certain demons and influences in you that's coming for you, tailored for you. That he knows your weaknesses and he's coming at you with that. And those influences are coming after you. And he's going he's gonna to align you with the right things around your life, the right media, the right movies, the right music, whatever. That, and whatever is behind that, that, the inspiration behind those influences is what he's coming out to get you. 
you know, and that's how I'm seeing it. And so it's it, it, sometimes it's not always just the friends. Sometimes it, you can be completely by yourself and still be incredibly terribly influenced because it, it it's it's no longer the medium of you to me. It's the medium between the internet if between you and me. But it's still person to person. And even more than that, it's the influence behind the person. So I mean, I, I think it it. It gets so much deeper than just people. You know, it's like the Word of God says, it's it's a spiritual battle that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of the air, yeah. you know? So um, there's a lot more at play than just people, you know? And I like that you brought that up. It's not always about our surroundings, but, you know, the flesh. And what person you are is depending, like, what you feed. Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding the spirit? Hmm. And, you know... One of the fruits of the spirit is self-control, so we're we're given that gift through um, you know through the Holy Spirit inside of us. But I heard a pastor once say because a lot of people have a common misconception on how to deal with their bondage, how to deal with their addiction to sin. And I heard a pastor once say, "Listen, you can't cast out the flesh and disciple the demons. Hmm. It's the opposite. You got to cast out the demons and disciple the flesh." For, and what he was trying to say is that for as long as we're on this earth, for as long as we are in these unglorified bodies, we're going to struggle with certain things. We're going to s- struggle with the desires of our flesh. We just got to right. disciple them. And what does that mean? That means starving them. So we're not feeding it, but we got to be feeding the spirit at the same time. Hmm. Because if if we have this internal battle in between our flesh and our spirit, I mean, a starved spirit and a starved flesh, I mean, it, it's you're 50-50 at that point. You don't know what's going what's going to go on. But... If you're not reading the word, if you're not praying every single day, if you don't have a relationship, especially a strong relationship with Jesus Christ, right? I mean, you can't expect your the spirit to win out on those battles, and that's what happens when you know um, Christians, you know, whether they're seventy percent Christians, eighty percent, if we can even quantify that, sure, that's what happens when they stumble and fall. They're they're met at a weak point, and they're introduced to a certain environment or maybe a sor- uh, a source of media, as you sure. were saying, that feeds the flesh. Um, and that could be from like watching a movie or being involved in a certain club or in anything. Sure. And and as the stronger, the more you feed the flesh, the stronger, the stronger it gets, and then it leads you to fall into that sin. And you know, God forbid, you you continue to on that spiral, on that downward spiral. But um, I like that you brought that up. Is you know, the flesh plays a big part in what we do. And I think the media today, whether it's um, you know oil paintings, which I mean, I mean that's that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But if it's <laughs> any other media out there. Um, Film, television, social media, um, you know, photography, everything uh, that has kind of the secular influence. Yeah. It's designed to feed the flesh because that's what sells, right? That's right. that's what makes money these days. Um, you know, that's why we see a lot of, you know, PG-13 movies and they're, they're allowing certain scenes to be, you know, filmed because more people will buy into that. Sure. And what it does is it feeds the flesh. And, you know, obviously, if you're not reading the word daily, if you're not praying, if you have no relationship with God, I mean, it's not even a matter of feeding the spirit. I mean, there is no spirit. If you don't have this Holy Spirit inside of you, um, how do you expect to battle out the flesh? So I think I I like that you brought that up because I think it's a really important point, especially um, in this regard that you brought up. Yeah, man, even consider history. I mean, before the television radio was was created, you know, um, I feel like people had so much more opportunity to grow deeper in their watch the Lord because that influence just wasn't there. Okay, fine, you had books and you had oil painting and you had all those old ways of conveying message. But it was, if, if you trace um, the spiritual 
climate and health of America, it, it's, it's very interesting that about the point that the television, the radio gets introduced and, and the ways of, of getting media out in mass quantity, that the, the spiritual climate and health of America declines because it, it's, it's, it's that influence that if we're not careful will bring us down, that will draw us away from the Lord, you know? And, and now even more so with like the internet, you know, we have our phones and we, we're, we're at a place now where you're, you, you can stay constantly connected. You know, at least before, you know, there was a movie, the movie would end. Or if you were listening to music, the music would end because you couldn't take it with you. There was the television that was stuck in your house. There was the stereo or whatever in your car, and that was it. You'd walk away, and then you could have, like, time to be away, to really just think about what you're actually, you know, what influences you have. But we're not a place now where it's a constant thing. I mean, I, I find myself having to delete Instagram to get away from social media for just stopping the use of my phone because it's literally a constant thing. And I feel like before people had the opportunity at least to stop and had that quiet time with the Lord because it was so easy. You know, you, you, at least before you went to bed, you would just lay down in your bed and you could just be still. You know, and even if you weren't praying, there was still an opportunity for stillness. But today, you don't have that. I can't remember the last time I went to the bathroom without taking my phone with me, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, like, you don't even have that much. And it's like, we're at a point now where there's a constant feed. And if we're not careful as believers to give ourselves times of, of, of stillness before the Lord, we run into the risk of never having it. You know, at least before it could happen. But now we, if we're not intentional with it, we might not even ever have it. And it's so sad to think the relationship we could have had with the Lord if we hadn't taken that step, you know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to everyone listening, I would just try to encourage you, just be very intentional with how you spend your time and to designate a time where it's just you and the Lord. You know, and if, it's, if it means just an hour a day with just no influence, just let the Holy Spirit be your influence, you know, just even if you've got nothing to pray, just be still before the Lord. And it's it's funny because now I'm finding myself when I'm in that quiet time that I do hear his voice, you know, and it, it before where I was listening for inspiration to make art, man, now it's like, go pray for this person, you know, call this person up, you know, this person needs this and this isn't a word of encouragement and go read this from my word. And if I don't give myself time to do that, man, I mean, I just may never have it. And a few minutes ago, you brought up because now now we're kind of transitioning to like like company that we have like virtual company that we sure. have a few minutes ago you brought up that when you're you know physically around a wrong crowd you can always like you know, like in your case you move to north carolina or you can always be displaced or you can always like walk away but now um you know we're alone and you even said like even when we're alone we're, we're struggling with the flesh i think now we're constantly revolved or revolving around us is you know the social media we're constantly surrounding ourselves with bad company which you know what uh apostle paul tells us in first corinthians he reminds us that you know bad company ruins good morals hmm. we're surrounded by bad company all the time and you even said like even in the bathroom you know the only time i feel like we're not surrounding ourselves with this bad company if if we're struggling with that is when we're sleeping so two-thirds out of our day, two-thirds out of our lives is surrounded by this bad company. And it's just, like I said earlier, fe constantly feeding the flesh. And how do you expect, even if you are reading the word every single day, or you're trying to, or you're, you know, you're trying to uh, you know, live a, walk a life closer to, with the Lord, right? 
how do you expect to grow closer to the Lord when you're so in touch with this bad company, right. with the social media? It's like you're feeding both areas, and it's a constant struggle. And you know, our lives are are meant to be a constant struggle. We weren't we weren't promised um, you know an easy walk uh, as we live out the lives on our lives on this earth. But I think it's so interesting to to see that you know a lot of people who you know try to do good and they see themselves. Um, constantly slipping and falling and they don't know why and i i think a major thing and um is you know the phone that we keep around us is the the people that we follow is the things that we see is that you know discovery page it's the the tweets that we read um and you know sometimes it may not even be our fault sometimes it's just this like the news mm. and i think it's so interesting especially in the times that we're living in you know right now we're recording like end of june uh, for you listeners out there, but we in the last month we've had like riots all over the United States and even in uh, other parts of the world because of the you know George Floyd killing, and um, obviously I don't think there's a sane person in this world who doesn't think that was you know horrific. I think that was terrible, but it's so interesting how this movement started because of social media because mm-hmm. before like. I'm thinking like Frankenstein days where, you know, you have the angry mob and the villagers are coming and there's like 50 of them and you have this, you know, it was coined mob mentality, right? Where you see one guy trying to push his agenda and other people are kind of hopping on the bandwagon. Now, I mean, you have 40, 50 people surrounding a house trying to burn it down, you know, if I, if my, you know, folklore remembers are from the book. But, I have, but nowadays, it's all over social media. Nowadays, you are ridiculed for not posting a black box. Right. And not just, not just uh, you know, the, the African-American sports figures or the celeb or these liberal celebrities. It's, it's Christian people. It's people within the Hillsong community who are posting it. It's people who are in some of these bigger American churches who are being you know, ridiculed and pressured into, you know, following this movement. And we're, and within a day, within a day, within a few days, millions and millions of people all over the world were influenced and hopping on this, on this, um, on this train, on this bandwagon. And it's, it's so interesting to see that, man, the, the social media of today, like how fast word travels, how fast people are influenced and how easily people are influenced. Because yeah. a lot of these people don't quite understand what's going on, but they see, you know, people preaching racial injustice and they, you know, they, you, you know, they're leftists. So they want to, you know, support that. And then it just creates this, it creates chaos. And I think it's so amplified because of the media that's available to us today. And I think that's, I think that's very dangerous, especially for Christians now today, young Christians who are not rooted in the Word. What do you think? Oh, my goodness, man. Tell me about it. I mean, that's why I, I'm a big proponent of uh, when I fast, I also fast from all media. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that fasting, the same way you consume food with your body, you need to consume things with your mind. In fact, you know, if you stuck a person in a solitary place long enough with no nothing, no input from the mind, eventually the mind begins to de- deteriorate so much so that the person will begin to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. There's, they're 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 messed up because of it. So the the mind, the same way the body consumes, so does the mind. So, but I believe that when I fast with the body, I'm also fasting with the mind. So I, I I try to I tend to try to stay away from any other influence that's not the word of God. And when I fast, and I think that's very important because when we do take that step, we realize how reliant we what we are on media. How, how, how much music and movies and books and how much of that stuff influences us. So when, when I do fast, I, I tend to do that and I try to replace it with the Word of God in prayer. And, it, it, you know, when you do have that foundation coming out of that, you know, now you begin to judge the media that you do consume from that perspective. 
now finally there's a standard that I can I can judge what exactly is coming at me f- from what angle. You know, does it conform to the Word of God or not? And, you know, for all the young people that are listening, you need to have a good foundation in the Word of God. It is, it is paramount. It is imperative to, to have a good foundation in the Word of God because if you do not, you, you, you're, you're in a world without a compass. You just you you just don't have a standard to judge anything by, and it will only be by what you what you deem as what you want, by your own standard, and and you will always mess up that way. You nothing will will ever work that way. So um, it's very important, man. I mean, to have that that truth foundation in your life. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you. And so continuing on your life, you know, you had this you know this valley in your life, and then you were you were eventually. God brought you home, and you're able to use your gifts and your talents for the glory of God. What the enemy meant for evil, you know, the Lord uh, the Lord turns to good. So mm. let's talk a little bit about that. How how the transformation process worked, and how a young Christian who has a certain talent, has a certain ability, how can they make sure that they're doing it for the the uh, the will of the Lord as opposed to you know for themselves or for other reasons? Right, man. Um, I mean. I would just say, as far as following the will of the Lord, it's always the same. I mean, regardless of, of what place uh, you're in or what what gifting or what calling you have is, what does God want? Um, what does God want of me right now in this season? I mean, it's 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 uh, for for anybody. You know, it's always the same because um, if you if you're not following the will of the Lord, you're following either your own will or or some other spiritual entity, right? Um, so. Uh, that's that's kind of how I I, uh, I needed to be brought to that place. Um, it was a breaking process for me. Um, it took years, if I'm honest, man. It wasn't it wasn't quick. I was very stubborn. Um, I, I I envy some people that gave up everything right away. I wasn't that way. I held on to things for a long time that I should not have. The Lord was speaking to me, get rid of, uh, and I just didn't want it to. So He took me through a season uh, where He began to prune me, you know, for more, for greater fruitfulness. And uh, I would I would remove one thing, and then uh, he would deal with me with that, and then I remove another thing, all at the prompting of his spirit. Um, and you know, n- coming out of that, now it's 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 always the same. God, what do you want next, Lord? What is your will for me next? I mean, how do I use this talent that you've given me now? And y- y- when when you do seek to do the Lord's will, um, He will give you opportunity. Sometimes it's not always how how you envision it. Um, I went to school eventually for graphic design. I hadn't mentioned that, um, and he began giving me opportunities to create posters and T-shirts and stuff for Christian conventions and for different things that were coming up. And um, you know, I, I I believe that that was for that time. You know, he had prepared me for those things because let's be honest, man. Everyone loves things that just are this look that are beautiful. We're, we're created by God to be drawn to beauty. Um, there's reasons that mountains and 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 uh, oceans and flowers they look the way they do the reason that the, the 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 night sky takes her breath away and the same way that god creates those things he's given people certain talents to create things that are beautiful because life is just better when it is that way um you know it's the same way taste the lord and see that he is good you know and we get to taste his goodness through the things that that that, that he's created but the things that we also get to create so um you know i would just say man to follow the will of the lord in in all things and just, just seek that, seek that out from him, and he'll take you where you need to go. You know. Yeah, and I and I like your unique perspective. I like, um, you know, you have that graphic design 
background because uh, it's it's unique to me because I, I can't really it's hard for me to relate, mm. but I find it really interesting because it's opening an avenue for other people to relate to. You know, I myself, I'm actually like an engineer. So like I am, I think it's right-brained, right? Is that, is that the technical side? And then the, who knows? I'm one of those, I'm one side of the brain. You know, the other side is not so great. So I was never good with yeah. art. I mean, I always had bad handwriting according to my mom. Um, <laughs> I could not survive on a board. Uh, snowboarding kind of just because I was attached to it, but that's the only reason. So, you know, listening to like your testimony and kind of like how, God worked in your life and how just entering this this new avenue and how God worked in that it was, it was really interesting yeah and um, I know it can be hard I know there's a lot of um, there's a high liberal agenda in in, in the arts in mm. the graphic design um, my sister uh, for her the first two years of her high school she attended um, it's Orange County High School of the Arts. So she 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 did a little like acting thing over mm. there for the first two years of high school. So uh, hearing from her, there's a lot of uh, you know liberal agenda going on over there. There's a lot of LGBT promotion. There's a lot of really liberal values right. and ideals that um, would make it hard for a Christian to thrive in that in that environment. And I think it's you know it's it's important, especially if you're getting involved in that field, to you know be equipped to be ready to right. be uh, knowledgeable of the word of God because uh, there, there are going to be times where you're going to have to use the word of God word for word to rebuke certain spirits that right. are coming to attack you. I mean, Jesus did that to Satan. And hmm. uh, I believe it was Matthew 4 um, when, you know, and h- how do you rebuke him with scriptures? Like it is written this, it is written that. So I think it's it's really important um, for, for all of you out there who are in the same field with Philip. And even if you're not, you know, be equipped with, with the word of God. Know what, you, know what you believe and be strong because, you know, like like I said earlier, whoever, you know, whoever has a higher concentration is going to influence the other. Right. And, um, you know, people, a lot of pastors and people like to use this analogy where there's two different people on two different sides and you're standing on top of a table and the other guy is standing on the floor and you're grabbing onto each other and, you know, what's easier? Is it easier to pull the guy up or for you to be pulled down? Hmm. And I think that's and that's really relatable because you know we're all fleshly be- beings. We all struggle with certain things, so uh, we could be e- easily influenced in that regard. But so as we like kind of wrap things up over here, Philip, what is like what is your what do you want to say? What is what is your driving point of this of this episode? What do you want people, young people who are listening to this, old people who are listening to this? I don't know who else is listening to this, but what do you want them to know? What do you want them to learn from from your experience in this world? Man, I, w- I would begin by saying this. Um, everything that is out there uh, has a source. Um, the same way w- when we look at the Word of God, you know, it just looks like ink on a page. But the Word of God says that all wor- every Word of God was, was God breathed. And by, you know, men were taken away and they were written. The Word of the Scriptures were written by men. But it was originally the source of the Lord that it came through. You know, that's what we believe in. I'm trying to get out that the other influences out there the other books the other media out there it comes from a source you know that there is an inspiration behind certain things you said before about um the liberal agendas there's a message behind things that that's coming from somewhere you know there there are there are things behind people that are pulling strings that cause uh that media to come out there's a reason why secular media tastes so good if you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. there's a reason that we're so drawn to it because there's there's forces behind it that understand its influence that understands how 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 much we desire that stuff and how good it feels for us that's trying to get to our hearts ultimately that's trying to deceive us and my message is remain in the word of god 
you know, know the voice of the Lord ultimately. It says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if we have a good heart, if we're close to the Lord, the words that we say come from a good place, and that's the Holy Spirit guiding us. And if 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 not, you know, you're always going to be drawn out. You're always going to be in places that are not good for you that will only take you away from the Lord. And we have to be aware of the influences behind those things, behind what wrote that 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 book, behind what is behind that horror movie. Why does this song do this certain thing to me? Why Why is it that I don't feel like praying when I'm coming out of this thing? Because those sources, that influence that's behind that, those things, behind those artists and those musicians, their goal is ultimately to draw you away from the Lord. They're not in it for you. They're not in it for the, for the gospel. They're not in it for God. And if we're not careful, we can be deceived and we can live our whole lives without coming into a close relationship with the Lord because of the influences that are around us. And it is so important to cut those heart ties, man. It's so important to come to just the bare minimum of scripture, of, 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 of prayer, and of fasting and of fellowship with the Lord. Because if we don't have that, man, we run into the risk of, of, of just messing it up real bad. And I would hate for anyone to get to the, to, to the final day, to the judgment scene of the Lord, and just to, just to finally realize, man, you know, I, I messed it up. I wasted all that time for no reason. Um, and that just breaks my heart, man, because I was on that path, and the Lord saved me. Um, and now I hope to, to use what he's given me for his glory, um, until, until he calls me home, man, that's, that's the goal. So, yeah. And he said, and you said like they, the world doesn't want you to listen to the voice of the Lord. They want you, what you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, they want you to listen to your muse, your, your, your voice, you know, and that's, that's what, um, that's what they try to promote because you know the flesh that's you what do you desire what do you want hmm. but that's not true we got to listen we have to be filled with the holy spirit listen to the voice of the lord because you know scripture says i have been crucified with christ i no longer live hmm. but christ lives in me right we can't we can't we can't listen we can't promote ourselves because our identity is in christ our our identity isn't you know in who we are or what my muse is um, yeah, God gives us certain talents to to use for His glory and gives us certain abilities to to serve um, under His will. But at the same time, if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, if we're not you know reading God's word every single day, if we're not listening to His voice, hmm. we're listening to another voice. And right. the Bible tells us you know we can serve two masters, and we really got to ask ourselves which master do we serve. That's right. So Philip, thank you so much for coming in today. I know um, you know. You're, come from North Carolina, you're visiting, and it was just a great experience to hear from, you know, your perspective. Like I said, it was unique, something that I haven't really been exposed to, but, um, you know, I definitely found it profitable, and uh, it was definitely, very, I, I found it very interesting. Hey, man, I just appreciate you having me on and for giving me the opportunity to speak. Absolutely, man. So before we uh, end things here, uh, Philip, would you like to, you know, where can people find you on social media? Not that we're promoting social media, guys, because we just <laughs> talked about how bad it can be, but, you know, it can be good in some ways, but how can they find you? So uh, my first name, last name, um, it's uh, on Instagram, no spaces, no numbers. Um, I don't post that often, if I'm completely honest. Uh, I just try to, like I was saying, I try to stay away from that. You know, that stuff yeah. will mess you up. So, um, but I'm out there, you know, occasionally I might throw up a photo, so... And that's cool. And then, uh, you know, in, in on the, on the Instagram post, I'll, I'll share like your your tag so people can can you know put a face to your voice. Yeah. You know, I know <laughs> some people like to do that, but uh, like. Like I said, uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you guys want to follow us on our Instagram at the Potter's House, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can uh, direct them to our email at the or not at the Potter's House at gmail.com. Uh, please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. 
Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, because we'll be there. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for being out there. Thanks for supporting. And uh, we'll see you next time.